Hey everyone, welcome to the show. And if you've tuned in and you're a bit confused, it actually does say, I'm not famous. But that's alright, I've still got plenty of interesting friends with lots of great stories, and just because we're not famous doesn't mean we can't talk about the same great subjects, movies, music, and pop culture, and mainstream topics, uh, and lots of crazy stories with all, all my great friends. And they may be here with me, or they may be here via satellite, like one right now, with Steven on the line. Hello, Steven. Hey, Sonny, how you going? Good, how are you? It's not via satellite, just via phone, but that's alright. <laughs> we don't have that kind of uh, technology or, or you know, money for the podcast, so it's just via phone, but that'll work. That's alright. Hey, thanks for having me. That's alright. Did you have a good weekend? I did. It was action-packed. Uh, yeah, now relaxing. I uh, just got back from my holiday in Queensland. I uh, went up to Noosa for a few days, and um, oh, you know, it, was, it was heaven. And now, uh, yeah, back to the sad reality of going to work tomorrow. <laughs> That's all right. It happens to all of us, and the weather's getting better, hopefully, so it should be all right. Yeah, and daylight saving starting today as well. So it's kind of a bit weird that it's daylight, and it's almost 8.30, or it is 8.30, so, yeah. No, that's always a good thing, and, and this is a perfect time because it gets me out of having to watch uh, the Housewives shows, which drive me <laughs> mental. Housewives of OC, Housewives of Atlanta, Housewives of Cheshire. It doesn't matter where the Housewives are. They're all the same. <laughs> they just get them drunk and send them to some spa or something, and then they all get in a fight and bitch about each other. It's fantastic. These shows are just fantastic. Um, oh, well, if you want a bit of experience there, I, I had the unfortunate, I wouldn't say encounter, but I, um, I went to the Logies a few years ago, so that was my brush with fame. Uh, you could say I got a default ticket through a family member. Anyway, long story short, one of the housewives of Melbourne was sitting on our table because she had a fight with the other housewives. She came and escaped our table because her jeweler happened to be sitting on our table that night. And um, the ladies that I were with were really happy that she was there, and I absolutely had no clue who she was. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. They're, they're, for Melbourne, they were pretty famous, you know. I think the one that was on my table was the property developer's wife, maybe. I'm not too sure. I, don't, I couldn't even tell you the name. But, yeah, she was a very uh, loud, loud woman, nice lady. But, um, yeah, she wasn't very happy that evening. That's right. That's the kind of stuff I did want to talk about, like, what it takes to be famous these days. It's, I mean, it's nothing new. It's Hollywood fame. I mean, Christ, that's been around for, I'd say, 80 years now. You know what I mean? But yeah, it it seems like now that whole, you know... Andy Warhol, 15 minutes of fame. It seems like now it's five minutes of fame, but it's just everybody now. And I don't know, yeah. what, what does it take to be famous now, do you think? Like like a little bit less? Like you just become an Instagram <sighs> star. You don't have to be anybody. I think, yeah, I think social media plays a big part in that. Um, I guess, as you said before, reality TV, Housewives of Who Cares Where, um, plays a big part in that as well. Um, I had the unfortunate news today that there's a new Bachelorette starting soon which means my wife will be watching that two to three nights a week whatever that is so um yeah i reckon that you know i think those type of shows lead to a pathway for the instant 15 seconds of fame that you're mentioning before yeah yeah well it's it's funny even with the reality shows everyone thinks they're they're just invented i mean you know i know i'm old i'm a bit of a i'm a, a gen xer so i remember 1992 real world starting on mtv thinking this is the most amazing thing ever, and it'll never happen yeah. again. A group of strangers yeah. put together in an apartment. Wow, what an idea. And then since yeah. then, it's happened 100,000 times in different ways. 
yeah, I think I started to be conscious of it when Big Brother came along. So that was my introduction to reality TV. I think it was like mid nineties or early nineties, maybe late nineties. Sorry. Um, yeah, you know, and, and it's still going. <laughs> yeah, and it seems you know there's a fine line between famous and infamous. It doesn't take much. You can you can do some dodgy shit these days. You can just your life, you know, what like the Kardashians. You can just be kind of famous by being linked to something by the OJ trial. You know that, yeah. That's how that yeah. family became uh, famous. Was their father being linked to OJ Simpson and lawyers, and and okay. just from there. Um, in Hollywood, it didn't take much to, to spark that, and now it's just their tragic personal lives are absolute cannon fodder for TV, and everyone just can't get enough of their lives. So that's what's interesting. Being famous can also mean, you know, not necessarily, I don't know, uh, you know, a doctor curing the sick or curing the blind. It's just, <laughs> shouldn't those be the famous people? Scientists, uh, you know, coming up with amazing ways for uh, recycling and and new ways for power but it's just yeah our fame goes the other direction to like uh you know something like the joker which the movie will talk about because <laughs> we both just yeah. saw that and it is on my mind that you can be infamous and instantly be famous and it's a little bit scary mm -hmm. yes but um do you do you have people that are like influencers i feel like i'm not an influencer but you know maybe i missed the boat <laughs> Are you an influencer? In my life or in my life or other people's lives? Just people you know or people you know who who can go on Twitter or, or something or Instagram and and they put something up and then people follow them and are, or they can convince people of things, you know. It seems yeah, like Yeah, I think a lot of the wags that you know the the wives of footy, footy players and sports players and whatnot. I think they have a big influence on a lot of women. Um I'm not going to drop any names uh <laughs> surrounding my family members <laughs> I don't even know if they'll listen to this but that's all good um, and a lot of them like the Nadia Bartels and oh, I couldn't even tell you anymore but I know a lot of them are a big influence on women in this day and age um, obviously if they're on Instagram and they've got a blue tick next to their name you know that drives a bit of attention because it's a real account and people you know will most likely follow a blue tick than a non-blue tick um, so yeah you know whenever they're promoting stuff or I'm showing off my Jeep or my uh, my, my new shoes or I'm going to Bali or whatever it is that they go to. I think that is a big influence on the Melbourne Melbourne female society. You know, I don't want to be generalising and talking for their behalf, but I think they're a big uh, they're a big influence lately. But do you think like there's a lot of pressure on on young people in general where they feel like they have to be famous in some way? They have to find something unique so they can go on there and say. Hi, I'm 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 musical. I can sing, or I can create this, or I can cook. Or, do you feel like young people have that huge pressure that they have to be famous in some way, or they're not like everyone else? Yeah. Look, I think. Look, I'll be honest. I'm not really around that demographic anymore. Like, I'm going to be thirty this year. So, but I, look, I do see. You're my an old man. <laughs> oh, I am a bit of an old man. Yeah, I do see with my little brother who's going to be twelve. He'll be watching kids on YouTube trying ice cream for the first time and. You know, they've got millions of followers and subscribers and then, you know, suddenly I remember he used to want to make videos like that. I think it starts now at a very young age and then obviously it can lead into adult life depending how grounded or obsessed the individual can be. Well, do you think that's sometimes being a bit exploited again? I mean, like anything, mm. this isn't anything new. It's just it's more instant now, you know. 
I had a video camera when I was a kid and, and the only thing is my friend that I would make videos and our entire audience was like our moms. And the thing that changed yeah. is now you can make those and your entire audience could be the world, you know? Yeah. And there's parents out there, I can't remember the kid's name, but all he does is open up new toys and he's like really young. Uh, yeah, that's, and he that's is, what my brother watches too. He's yeah. already a millionaire, which is not, I'm not, mm. I'm not, I'm not being jelly here. I'm not jealous. It's just, it's interesting that <laughs> are the parents, it was it just an accident or do they think, hey, this is an opportunity? I don't know. It's a bit scary. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Like, I, I found it really weird when I was on the, at the airport um, last week. The, there was a kid next to us at the table that, um, just in the terminal and he was on his iPad watching other kids play video games and then, when I was on a bus going from um, uh, Brisbane Airport to Noosa, there was a, a grown man, I reckon he would have been in his early 20s, sitting on the, the row next to us on the bus, watching his iPad, watching someone play a video game. I'm thinking, is that what this world's <laughs> come to yeah. these days? Like, you've got to, you're going to get enjoyment and pleasure and entertainment out of other people doing stuff while you're watching them do it as a first person. I don't know. I just find it really sad and bizarre. Like, I was reading a book and I was watching movies on Netflix that I downloaded. You know, that was my source of entertainment. But now I think it's it's totally changed. <laughs> well, that's scary. it. It's like you mentioned Big Brother. It's it's the ultimate voyeurism. And I, when you mentioned the train... I've told you these stories before. Sometimes I'm on the train, and look, yeah. I, I've got my phone. You know, I'm I'm listening to music or or editing something. I I revere the phone as an amazing piece of technology. I don't deny that. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. When I was a kid, I thought, how, how can we edit this stuff on the video camera? We don't have an edit suite, so we would, you know, we would try to come up with ways to do in-camera edits and stuff. And now all of that is on the phone, so that is great. But I also feel yeah. like. When I do put the phone down, because I just want to relax my eyes or my brain, you know, and I look yeah. around and everyone on the train is glued to the phone and, and I look like the odd man out. I feel like the cops yeah. are going to come in and go, you there without your phone. What are you doing? You, seem, you yeah. seem suspicious because I put the device down. I think mm -hmm. it's scary, don't you think? <laughs> that oh, we're absolutely. all stuck into that? Like my screen was broken just recently and I didn't fix it for about two weeks. So when I was catching the train, I was reading the book. And then I, I really felt like the odd man out because I was sitting there reading. I maybe heard maybe a couple of people having a conversation and then I looked around like my booth and all the other booths on the train. Everybody's eyes are on their phone. <laughs> and it's just it's just what it is. Like I don't know, I don't even see what they're watching, I don't really care. But um yeah, it's it's just society now. It's a social norm and unfortunately I think it's here to stay. And just how we you know I, I like Netflix and, and we, we like movies and TV, but uh, yeah. I feel like even now I'm I'm my own TV programmer, which used to be a job. That was the guy's job in TV, to, yeah. to do the lineup for the night. That was a big thing, to put the right shows at the right time. But now you go yeah. in the bedroom and you've got all these little boxes. You've got Netflix and Stan and, and, and Disney coming soon, and, and then you've got to click on a right, the box and you've got to click inside many of the little boxes and decide your lineup for the night. So yeah, we, we're yeah. not getting paid. We're our own TV programs now. And it does your head in sometimes. <laughs> you've got to <laughs> choose what you want to watch. Ah, for sure. Oh, but look, funny. we are sport for choice. Like, <laughs> like uh, I know I'm, I'm really being mean to my little brother, but the other day he was he was waiting in my house for something and he said he was bored. And I said to him, look, you've got, you got Netflix, Stan, and Amazon Prime on my TV. And YouTube, like, you can't be bored. Like, seriously, dude, like, come on. When I was your age, I didn't even have any of that stuff. I just 
put on a VHS or uh, read a book. <laughs> no, no, I didn't read a book. I probably read a magazine or a kids' magazine. But yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. It's we're just we're, we are spoiled. We're in that society now. Everything is a um, is a thumb click away. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. <laughs> I, you used to have to use some ingenuity, like you know, I, I had a stereo, and and I lived in the cassette age, maybe on the mm-hmm. cusp of records, but mostly cassettes. You know, I think it was, I don't know, 1985-ish or something. I, I started buying cassettes. Now the thing is, yeah. if you wanted to record a song, you'd record it off the radio, and it'd have the ads. Or if you wanted to duplicate <laughs> one, you'd you'd you know, get a dual cassette recorder, and that's. That's how you shared a tape. You'd give it to your friend or you'd make mixtapes. And yeah. it's funny that now it's the same concept, which is sharing, except obviously now it's just been monetized because you can share, yeah. you know, exponentially times a million a lot quicker. And yeah. I think for a while it was hard to even get our head around what was happening that you weren't you weren't going to own music anymore. You, you were going to rent it. And... Uh, mm. That's what we were talking about recently with with Danny. Remember when he had Spotify? And I don't think he quite got the concept that he would download every single song and try to keep them <laughs> offline. But he didn't know Spotify had a limit. And I think they sent him an email saying, uh, "Please stop, sir. <laughs> you've <laughs> you've downloaded uh, every single song and you've hit your limit." I think he was probably the first person to do that because you know we were we weren't getting around the concept that. It's just out there, and you grab it when you want it, but you don't really own it. Isn't that a, yes, a bit correct. weird? What are we paying for? I don't it, know what we're paying for. It is. <laughs> it is. Actually, a funny story relating to that happened to me recently. So before our trip, I love to download a whole bunch of stuff, just for the plane, for the bus, whatever, whatever I'm catching when I'm traveling. And um, so I think I might have had maybe three or four feature films, maybe six episodes of a few different shows on Netflix app. And then I went and downloaded something else, and then it actually told me I have exceeded my download limit with Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. But my room has, like, my phone has, like, storage, like, gigs of storage still. But Netflix are like, no, sir, you've downloaded too much of our stuff. Just watch what you got first, you greedy bastard. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, though. They don't, the, they own, they own all the keys to the doors, and we're just opening them and peeking inside. It's weird. Yeah, <laughs> it is, and it's a bit scary. You know, I don't know, I'm still, it's like I've got a DVD collection and I'm trying to turn those into digital versions because I, I, you know, I paid for them all. I bought them, but I just want digital yeah. versions. Uh, and the thing is, is something like Google Play or, or, or Apple, you can buy those movies, but I, I don't like that. And I, I feel like no one's understanding it when I argue about when you buy one of those, you still don't really own it because you have to have the internet yeah. to stream it. So you don't yep. you don't own anything. Uh, it's it's, true. it's still dependent on you having access to internet to watch the thing you purchased. I still am old fashioned, and I would like it to be in my hand, even if it's just a digital version on a hard drive. I know it's my it's yep. my my megabits. I own them. They're in my house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I agree. Like I, I'll be honest with you. So I use this app called Just Watch. And what just I'm not plugging or anything that I'm paying me to talk good about it. What Just Watch does is um, you put all the streaming applications on that app and then you're able to see, you can search a movie or a show and you can see which streaming websites have that movie or show that you want to watch. Okay. So I'll give you a perfect example. A few months ago, um, 
I was a JB Hi-Fi, and look, it's very rare that I buy any media, but unless the media that I want to buy isn't on any of these streaming apps, which I check on Just Watch, then I'll actually buy the physical copy because I want to own it, I want to watch it when I want, whatever. Yeah, like a Blu-ray yeah, or still, regular DVD? Like a Blu-ray, exactly yeah. right, Blu-ray. I'm, I'm fully sold on Blu-rays now. <laughs> right. So I went, I went to go buy the Blu-ray of It when I was at JB Hi-Fi. This is before the movie came out for Chapter 1, and... Um, I had a look on Just Watch and I said, oh, it's on Netflix. All right, beautiful. I don't need to buy it. It's on Netflix. Great. So then about a week before It Chapter 2 comes out, my little brother wanted to watch It and I said, oh, watch it. And then I, um, I jump on the Just Watch to make sure that it's on there and it's disappeared. And then I get on the Netflix and it's disappeared. I'm like, you know what? I should have brought that Blu-ray. Even though it was only 12 bucks, whatever, I just should have brought it. But I didn't think that it was going to be taken off, but it was. That's right. So That's right. Because you have I'm to remember. Sold. Yeah. It's, I'm sold on your physical media theory. Well, because again, people forget Netflix is not a place where all the movies are being stored. It is also like a TV station, and that, and that, uh, movies and shows will come and go based on what rights yeah. they have to it. Maybe they only have it for a year, and not to burst everyone's bubble, but when Disney streaming service comes out, they're probably going to take back most of their stuff that's on Netflix or Stan. Or you oh, know, Stan's going to be in big trouble. Yeah, and they'll because it's it's also funny how it's like a panic from the movie studios. So let's say the I don't know the early two thousands or the mid two thousands, something like Netflix or whatever. They they understood what was coming, and yeah. Warner Brothers and Universal and even Disney didn't quite get it. So they said, "Oh sure, of course, here's all our movies. We're, we'll still make money. Great." And then all of a sudden they realized, "Oh, I see." That's where the money is. We own all that content. Let's create our own channel. So Universal yeah. and Warner Brothers, uh, there's, they're all out there, mostly in the U.S., but they've all got their own streaming channels now. And, um, yeah. and now, but the thing is, is even though they're late to the game, they're going to say, yep, we're going to go and take that stuff back. And that's going to shake up yeah. that whole world. It will, absolutely. And that's why I think Stan will be in big trouble because I think it was, what, November or December last year, they were... Um, you know, we're getting every Marvel film, every Disney movie, and Disney Plus is coming in November 2019. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. and um, that's why I think a lot of people jumped on Stan. I think I read on LinkedIn somewhere as well, their growth margin was like three times their normal amount when they acquired the rights to the Disney and Marvel Universe. And now, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether they'll be in business six months after Disney takes all their stuff off them or they can extend the contract maybe Disney will be generous and let them have it but uh, from what I know and I think you're aware as well Disney Plus is coming to Australia so I don't think they're going to have their stuff on two um, platforms I'm, I'm going to presume they're going to take it all off yeah well it's it, Disney it's a I don't know I'm, I'm I'm always conflicted because you know they do bring us great stuff it's not like you know they haven't done right by people for for 50 yeah. years but the thing is is they're they're a little bit scary they're like the real empire from star wars cuz they're they own too much you know you can't yeah. you can't buy up 20th century fox which is scary so now that's all that material and and then just want to you know consume it all and then yeah. and then bring out shows like the mandalorian which i am excited to see the trailer looked awesome okay it was like mm -hmm. full on wild west star wars but yeah. you're now locked into buying that service if you want to watch that show. And that, that that's a little bit of a suck because it, it's like it's a package deal. I, I don't yeah. know. But yeah, no, anyway. you're right. 
100%. I sound like I'm just complaining, but, you know, it's just, it, it seems like TV used to be easy. It was really the boob tube. You turn it on, you flip around, and you find something. Now it's yeah. it's work. <laughs> it's a lot of choices. Yeah, it, it can be. No, no, you're right. And that's not a bad thing. It's just the sport luxury that we have now in this day and age. And oh. it is what it is. And in a way, it's good. But in a way, you know well, what? It's good. <laughs> I can't complain. But well, I wish I had it when I was a kid, to be honest. No, I for sure. Oh, for sure. We would have someone, it would have been a fantasy. We would have said, what? What do you mean? I can I can just click on a movie and it's going to be on my TV. What are you talking about? What, what voodoo yeah. is this? But... Uh, it still but then seems. I also miss. The, oh, sorry, you keep going. Oh no, I was gonna say, it, it still seems because this is supposed to be entertaining and relaxing, and to it's escapism to let you wind down from your real life. But it's yeah. funny because I was talking to Danny, how gaming has changed. Uh, again, obviously yeah. games are amazing now because they're so real. But I suppose yeah. again, maybe because I'm a, a Gen Xer, an '80s kid with the arcades, the games used to be. You know, Donkey Kong or Pac-Man or Defender. There was, it was a game, as in there was a pattern. You had to have skill. You had to look at what the pattern was and move around the right way. And it had, yeah. it had levels. You had to beat it. And it's interesting that now gaming, like everyone says, it's how do you explain a game to someone yeah. uh, who's used to like an 80s Pac-Man game? They're like, well, it's easy. You're the guy. Uh, just kill everyone and, and don't die. That's games now. You're yeah. just the guy and don't die. And that's yeah. the premise of games. It's funny. It's crazy. It's, we were talking about Red Dead Redemption and having a laugh because everyone's obsessed with that one. Uh, mm -hmm. But there are things in there that are they're too close to real life. Like you said, you have to like shave and, and cook and things like that. And that's hilarious to me because I already barely have time to do that in my real life. <laughs> Why would I sit down in a game and shave <laughs> in front of the mirror when I got to shave... Yeah for real and go to work it just yeah. seems weird to me how is that a game it can, it, yeah it can be a bit overwhelming as well like I remember um, I think I started playing uh, well there's a Grand Theft Auto 5 Grand Theft Auto, yeah Grand Theft Auto 5 not long ago and then I think I probably played it all up for maybe about three hours and I was just like I don't have time to buy new clothes in this game or to go here and there like it it just got overwhelming and I just I just couldn't be bothered <laughs> after a while I just wanted to do missions and wrap it up <laughs> yeah that's it like missions but with with Red Dead Redemption you can just get on your horse and, and trot around for like eight hours in the desert that's a little bit scary That that's people sitting in their apartments now uh, with a bag of potato chips getting fat ordering in and never leaving their apartment because they're living it you know what I mean? In the virtual world. And again, that's nothing new. That's been every sci-fi movie nightmare <laughs> from yeah, our childhood. Yeah. But it's kind of real now. You can get lost in this fake world. It's, yeah. <laughs> that's weird. No, it is. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, but um, but um, it's good for technology sense. Yeah, and talking about uh, just media and, and its effect on us and just everyone, everyone a bit disconnected face-to-face -face, but more connected in this virtual world I felt yeah. <laughs> like after watching Joker that we live in a time where I don't know someone like that who's already been a bit cast aside by society and mentally disturbed is yeah. slightly possible and I don't mean in a fully polarizing comic book way like he's gonna go nuts and kill people but I yeah. feel like 
there could be people out there who could be pushed a bit to the edge because in of your our... experience working in the medical industry and with mine as well and I'm like oh, obviously I, you know, we might have we know the same kind of pathway in the medical field did you come across people similar to what Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix's character in the Joker was because I reckon I've probably seen them a few times and like treated them like normal like I, I can tell from in that movie obviously he's a He's, he's got a lot of issues. Um, people like that do get pushed aside, you know, and they blame the system and whatever. Did you come across people kind of in his walk of life, and maybe even still now to this day? Oh, look, it, it's it's hard to to judge anyone unless you sit down with them for hours, like a psychologist would, <laughs> and and yeah. unravel their their minds. But I yeah. think it, the scary thing is, uh, you know, it, it could be anybody. You could see you could yeah. see that in people that that there's Again, and it's it can happen to anybody that's already a little bit unstable, and and it's easy to to get disconnected from reality. And um, yeah, you know, there these are real. There are Ted Bundys in the world. You know what I mean? These yeah. are real things yeah. that have happened. Again, I'm not saying that the the Joker's out there, but art imitates life, and vice versa. Let's be honest. You know, this this stuff doesn't come from nowhere. There are stories yeah. in the world that have really happened, and I think this movie's getting a lot of flack because they're saying, "Oh, it's, you know, it's um, it's promoting this kind of, of anti, you know, behavior, anti-society and anarchist behavior." Yeah. And again, I'm like, you know, <laughs> real life has been like this. There are there are wars, there are people battling in the streets, there are murders every day. So this is yeah. just a story, okay? It's a fantasy, yeah. but but <laughs> it, yeah. it's possible. Yes, it is possible. That's what frustrates me as well. That one-dimensional point of view. Like, oh, I, oh, look, I can't tell you exactly. I'm just paraphrasing here. But when um, there's a school shooting, mm. oh, the kid played Grand, Grand Theft Auto. He was influenced by that. We should ban the game. Mm. No, we shouldn't. It's because one kid might have played that game, took that on board, and used that as an influence. Like, uh, you know, the game sold, what, 60 million plus worldwide? Was there 60 million mass shootings that happened I don't think so mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean like and you know what after I watched that movie I'll admit I've, you know, like that, I'm not going to do any spoilers or anything but the Joker film has a lot of moral um, like messages in that film itself I thought did you think the same thing oh absolutely I mean again <sighs> without spoilers I, I think it was it was the truest representation so far of of the Joker from the comics yeah someone said oh uh, he's he's just a murderer. I'm all, well, no shit. No. I think I think you've been sold some lies that he's just someone that that influences chaos. He himself yeah. also has killed, and yes, he also enjoys to to spark something and, and influence some anarchy. <coughs> but um, yeah, you know, does he? Well, we know he's not a perfect individual. As I said, I'm not going to go into details of the movie itself. We, we can talk about that off air. Yeah. But, um, like it just brought a lot of empathy to that character because I'm sure there would be people like him in society not necessarily to a degree where they're going to go out and cause damage to the world but just people and them, themselves the mental issues they go through every day um, that yeah they um, oh, sorry uh, quality of life as well I'm very positive that those people could be living next door to us or down the street or you know on the train sitting next to us and it's very sad that you know, we don't know obviously what they're going through, but we're not exactly what you call live the privileges of life either. Like, obviously, we're just normal working people, but I mean, 
there's people that have it way more worse than me and the message that I got with this film is take consideration next time before maybe being a bit judgmental towards anybody really like I can be judgmental sometimes and I'm not perfect but yeah. you know, I just think that that movie laid some good messages and then if you've got these people who are like oh it's really bad and it's causing this. well no they've actually got the complete wrong message <laughs> and at the end of the day it's art as well like Todd, Todd Phillips has directed a fantastic movie oh yeah Joaquin well, Phoenix has brought a beautiful character to life like he's made the character beautiful obviously it's their version of the Joker so I just get really pissy sometimes when people um, you know come out with the comments that you that you mentioned how they're saying it's influencing anarchy and whatnot. When, well no it's not actually <laughs> No, it's, you know, look, it's it's a movie, it's a story. It's a great story, it's great director, and great acting. That's a fact. And, exactly. and do you do you empathize with them? Yeah, you do, because here's the thing. Even if it is, you know, it's a story, but if it were based on a real life, anybody who, who has been marginalized and treated like this, and again, already had a mental disorder and had problems, which, which the human mind is so complicated, we all have yeah. that potential, to have something a bit a bit off so let's take mm-hmm. let's take someone you would just call normal whatever you and i if we're normal i believe any of us could be pushed to a point to to freak out a bit and this person who already was mentally unstable he just took it a lot further and that's when all of us go oh man you like you went over the line there dude but up until that point you could see you know you did sympathize with him but then obviously the joker takes it too far but everyone knows that he's a yeah, he's a crazy man, but but yeah, exactly. You sympathize exactly. with them, and that there are people out there like that. Yeah. No, I thought it was great. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, definitely I'm sure my people, number one. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. I was saying it'd be great because this is like you were saying, uh, Joaquin versus Heath Ledger. I think both of them are are absolutely even, but just at yeah. different stages. So this is becoming the Joker, and then I'd watch The mm-hmm. Dark Knight. And then I'd watch the Joker, and I think they, I think they complement each other, if that makes sense. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I couldn't agree more. And if they don't like this movie, uh, I feel like, I feel like, <laughs> movies used to be, like you could get away with more, in the '60s and '70s, and we're becoming prudes now because has anyone ever seen Taxi Driver, or King of Comedy, or Clockwork Orange? If these movies were released today, they'd probably be banned because the yeah. subject matter is too taboo so <laughs> or it would come straight to Netflix <laughs> yeah well I was saying even something like Fight Club Fight Club was all about you know anarchy and he had a split personality that movie's fantastic do you think that could get released today do you think they'd talk shit about that the the social justice uh, warriors uh, it definitely it wouldn't get the airtime, unfortunately really look wow. back then Brad Pitt was you know, he was he was big back then, and I think him being in that project made made it even bigger. David Fincher, the director, um, amazing, and Edward Norton, you know, he was rising up at that time. But then you imagine if you release that now, but not with Brad Pitt, with anybody else, and then Edward Norton maybe still in it. I don't think you'd get as many bums on seats. Yeah, I think it was. I think to be honest, from what I remember, you can quote me, tell me if I'm wrong here, but I think at the time Brad Pitt was that that hot that. I think he took that role and it was really brave because I don't think it was a... I think it was a low-budget film. I don't think Fire Club was a big movie. Mm. But it got such a good following and I know the book is meant to be really good. I haven't read the book by Chuck Polignac, but I think that's fantastic too. Um, 
I think it worked perfect back then. And then there's a sim, not necessarily a similar film, but do you remember Requiem for a Dream? Yes. I think if Requiem for a Dream got released now and was directed by the guy that made Midsommar, it would probably get a lot of love and recognition. But because it came out 20 years ago and didn't have many stars in it, I think that movie suffered a lot. Like people are discovering it now that that weren't able to access it back then. I think, do you know what I mean? Something like, I think it's like a reversal of um, time and place. Yeah, true. Like if Fight Club came out now, released in Australia, it would probably only be shown at the Nova. Yeah, it'll yeah. probably only get seen by like a small amount of people, and then it will be on, uh, you know, streaming service within six months of a cinema release. Mm, but back mm. then, because Brad Pitt was in it, there was a lot of hype around it. He took a, a low budget role. And, I don't know. It's just one of those things. I, I personally, as I said, now I'm probably bluffing a bit. I'm probably sorry, dribbling here, but I don't think that would have been as successful now as it was back then. Yeah, no. Look, I, I agree, and that's why this. <laughs> I I hope this movie gets recognition because again as much as I love the Marvel movies I feel like there's room for all kinds of movies I feel like everyone's got this unfortunately there's a template now and I think someone mentioned about this movie uh, it's a bit slow and there wasn't enough action and I'm like I'm not sure if this person's really a movie goer because movies are not necessarily just Again, I love the Marvel movies, but that's a particular style where there's there's a bit of story, then there's some action, then there's some orchestra, then there's a hero. That's that yeah. kind of movie. And yes, for 10 years, they have done very well. <laughs> they have done billions mm-hmm. well. <laughs> but yeah. there is room for this kind of movie, and I just think, yeah, it's its own thing. It's a one-off great story. Yeah. You know? No, I agree. Yep. Uh, would you want to see him again, Joaquin Phoenix? I think this should stay a one-off. That's my opinion. But would I'm, you want to see him? I'm actually really satisfied. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we need to see it again. No. I think it's done. I think it's yeah, it's perfect. Because is yet another Batman? Do you care anymore? Are you tired? Are you Batmaned out? Are you kind of? Um. <laughs> oh look, you know, <laughs> if you break it up in five-year blocks, it's okay, but not every year. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, because um, would be a bit overkill. Um, ben Affleck obviously um, got tired. <laughs> that didn't la- it didn't last long, didn't it? That didn't it was last. Two movies, wasn't it? But um, you know, or one and a half, because I think he's only in Suicide Squad for like what, one scene. <laughs> yes, that's right. I forgot about that. I forgot about Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, don't get me started on that one. That's a tough one. <laughs> it had it had potential. Um, I feel sorry for the director David Ayer, to be honest. Yeah. And did I you? I don't want to go into it. Did you like that Joker? Did you like what? Do you, what do you think that Joker brought to us? The portrayal in that movie, anything? Well, that that Joker was more of a gangster. Yeah, he was already established, I think, and that's fair enough because in the cartoons, I'm pretty sure he's a gangster. Yeah, yeah. And then in the the Jack Nicholson version as well, I think he's a mobster. Oh yeah, he's a definitely Joker. gangster. Yeah, yeah. So that's fair enough. But then another one that I watched, I think it was called The Killing Joke. He was a, um, I think he he owed money to all these people. And then he, he, like, he was on society's like outer. I think he was going to get killed by the mob, and then obviously he comes back. So he was like trying to fend for his family. I'm pretty sure, and then leaves his his wife dies. I can't remember. Got to rewatch it again. And um, so that's kind of the path in a way that they take in this one. Obviously without the wife story, but that was kind of like a hardship one. But the Jared Leto one is more like he's a privileged gangster that's got everything, and they don't really go on about how he got there or why he got there. No, true, and and 
I mean, everyone has a chance to bring their own unique style to the role. His just seemed a bit, uh, you know, with the with the tattoos and the grill and the teeth. We were talking yeah. about that, saying, "I can't, I can't picture someone with that personality even sitting in a tattoo artist chair for that long to get a tattoo without without stabbing him with the with the needle." You know what I mean? Yeah. I just can't picture him going, oh, yeah, that looks nice, you know. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that dragon. I just don't picture that. I don't know. Maybe. No, not at all. Maybe. Unless, yeah, who knows? Unless but they yeah, were homemade. No, right. <laughs> oh, that well. Purple, that purple Lamborghini. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I, yeah, I don't know. Like who that, knows? That causes a lot of attention, doesn't it? <laughs> they tried. It was more the Will Smith show, but that's all right. We'll, we'll not go down yeah. that road. But, Look, um, it had a good first half, and the second half just totally changed. And yeah, it's not a bad movie. I'm, I, I don't hate it, but like, uh, and I think from what happened as well, David Ayer got told he had to up the tone, so they reshot it for another month or two, which I think might may have. Oh, look, I haven't obviously seen what they shot, but I think it might have totally changed it from the first half to the second half. It's actually like watching two different movies. Yeah, yeah. Well, everyone always wants to see director's cuts of things. Sometimes they're not better, though. Sometimes they're just more, oh, more stuff that be, <laughs> that doesn't add worse. to the to yeah. the natural flow. But, um, yeah, for sure. But um, yeah. Look, as I said, leave it. Let's let's let let it be a one-off, and uh, let's see what DC come up with in the next few years. Who knows? Yeah, definitely. And um, and just just enjoy entertainment. Go to the movies. Don't don't. You don't have to tear it apart yeah. saying it's destroying society. That's the thing I'm saying. If we're that yeah. influenced by movies, then we're all in trouble because movies have been influencing us for decades. And I don't exactly. think, I don't think it makes you into a psycho. You had to, you have to already have that in you. If yeah. you if you do something Absolutely. like that. But um, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for stopping by. Maybe next time <laughs> we'll catch up and you can. Uh, you can be here for real, and um, no problem we'll have another yeah, chat. No, thanks for having me on. That's all right. We'll we'll get we'll have to get Adam and Danny on too, because Adam, I know Adam's got some stories. <laughs> oh yeah, and ask him how he thought about Joker. I'll just leave it at that for for the next episode. Oh okay. Is it is it opposing views? That'll be interesting. It's not, well, it's not how me and you enjoyed it. Let's just say really. That. Oh well, now I'm intrigued. Now I'm gonna have to talk to him. That's fantastic. All right. Well, you'll need to record him for your next episode, I think. And, nice. Uh, I can't wait to hear that discussion. All right, the Adam Joker. Yeah, I didn't like Joker that much. All right, all right. I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. All right. We'll leave it at that. We'll right, catch buddy, up soon. And I thank you for being on. All right. Catch you later. Take care. All right. See you thanks. later. Bye bye. All right, folks. Thanks for joining, and I hope you join in next time to I'm Not Famous and um, hear some more. Amazing, non-famous stories from non-famous people. All right, catch you later.